Hey, do you start to sweat when you hear the word SEO? You're wondering if you're doing it wrong or maybe you're not doing it at all. You're wondering if it's worth it. And you just generally feel like that's probably a deep, dark hole you don't want to go to. If that's you, this episode is for you. I promise. Today, we're talking about the three things that every store owner should do and can do without an expert. And we're going to share the one thing that is more important than anything else when it comes to SEO. So come listen. It's super actionable. I know you can do this. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey, before we dive into the episode, I just realized that when I was recording, I completely forgot to mention that I made you a guide that you can download, walk away with, and implement this work. So if you want the free guide, just go to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash 108. It's there. You can download it. You can implement. And of course, if you have questions, you'll just ask. See you soon. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome back. This episode is for everyone who wants to cover their bases, do everything they can to get as much organic traffic as possible. And so today we're talking about simple SEO for store owners like us. And I have our member success coach, who's also kind of good at SEO, (laughs) Tina Baron, and she's here to share with us today, really, you know, the three things that you must do to cover all your bases for SEO. So, hey, Tina. Hi, glad to be back on the podcast. So glad you're here. So let's give everybody a little bit of the backstory, why you felt it was really important to bring this to the forefront. And So important, in fact, that we made some training for uh, the Inner Circle. And in April, in the Inner Circle, it is SEO month. It's that big a deal. Tell me why we had to do this. Yeah. So as we all know, especially if you've been listening to the podcast, traffic is the lifeblood of your store. And when you look at your Google Analytics account, you'll see that one of your traffic sources is usually called organic. And that's traffic that comes from Google searches. And that is essentially SEO, search engine optimization. That's how people find you by searching for something they're looking for, looking for an answer to a problem or a question, and you want your store to show up in those results. So it's one of the many traffic sources that you should have when you're building a business. For sure. And now you had a conversation with me about this because as a coach inside of the inner circle, you get to see a lot of behind the scenes of people's stores. And there were a couple of areas that you felt that most people are making some mistakes that are really easily corrected and that would help them move forward without taking up all their time, but would help them kind of get their house in order, move forward and really get some clarity about why they have to do these things and what they can do to improve their SEO on an ongoing basis. So it's not a job. 
So let's talk about that. Often when you look in the back end, what is it that you're seeing? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is something called the meta description. So that's just a fancy term for how Google knows what your entire store is all about. So there's a title, which is the title of your store. And usually that entails your store name, whatever that is. And then just three or four words or just a really short phrase that explains what you sell. So if we use Sock Doggo, for example, your meta title would be Sock Doggo socks with dogs on them, right? Or Okay, can I just ask you a question? Because this is what what I would have intuitively thought. I would say Sock Doggo, fun socks for dog, dog lovers. Right. So that's great as marketing copy. But the difference is that when it comes to Google and the way people search for things, I don't think I would ever search for that. I would search for something very specific, what's in my head. Oh, I want socks with golden retrievers on them. So I would type into Google socks with golden retrievers or socks for golden retriever owner, something like that. So you have to think how you use Google to search for things, not how we read things from a marketing perspective that hits us emotionally. So there's really a a difficult, it's hard to differentiate, but if you start paying attention to how you search for things in Google, you'll get better at writing that SEO copy. Right. And it's not always, it's not as fun or playful or engaging, but it's very to the point. So that's your, the title of your meta description. Then right. what comes after that? Yeah. So after that, there's, and this is in Shopify. So if you're in Shopify, you'd find this in your preferences section. There's a little block that says meta description. And that's, I like to call it the elevator pitch of your store. So what is your store all about? And that would be maybe three or four sentences that sums up what you're selling, who you're selling it to, or who it's for, and why someone needs it. So all the things that we talk about, say, on 15-minute feedback. But again, you want to have it in a very straightforward, plain language terminology. You don't want to get too clever there. So that's where I like to say that (laughs) clear beats clever when it comes to SEO. Clear beats clever. It's so that's the that's the hook, everyone. When I told you before you listen to this podcast that there's one thing you must remember over all things, it's that clear beats clever. And I think you said it really well, Tina, in that what you said was that there's marketing copy and there's SEO copy. So in my meta description, I want a super clear title. And then I want to answer three things, what it is, who it's for, and why I need it. So what is the transformation or the benefit I'm going to get when I use it? And I don't need to use any salesy language there. I need to just be plain and clear. Is that right? That's exactly right. And the reason is Google is crawling your site. So they're basically collecting all of those words, all of those phrases and sentences and using that information to match someone's question or phrase that they've typed into Google. And so for the most part, people aren't typing in marketing copy, right? That's not how we think. That's not how we talk. That's not how we look for things. So we need to 
remember that the marketing copy has a different purpose and that lives in different places on your site. But this is a very sort of technical behind the scenes copy that nobody's really going to see. It's not something that lives on your homepage or anybody's going to see. It's only for Google to understand what your store is all about. Okay. So, so you don't need to be afraid that it looks awkward or that it's weird because it's not really part of your marketing copy on your site. But having said that, when I do a Google search for socks with dogs on them or socks with fashions on them, and Google actually pulls up my site, if I get that lucky, um, that meta description, is that what's going to show in the Google like the- yeah, so that's usually what shows up in search results. I think Google has been playing around with pulling phrases and sentences from different parts of your site. But for the most part, that's the summary that they're pulling in. And a lot of times what you'll what you'll see if you look carefully is actually the words that they've matched from your search will be bolded on that meta description. So that's how you know that it's actually found the right match for what someone's searching for. So if you sell gifts, you want to make sure gifts is in your meta description. If you sell socks, you don't want to talk about something funny like foot coverings. You want to actually be specific and say socks. So that's what I mean by be really specific in describing what it is you sell in those uh, SEO copy sections. Okay, great. And so often when you're in the back end of someone's site, you notice they don't even have that done. Right, exactly. And I think the biggest reason is, well, one, you just don't know that you need to do it. And two, it is like sort of hidden away in a weird spot. It's not something that's very clear when you're setting up your store. Okay. Uh, You know, people who are marketers, people like me who focus most of my attention on driving traffic and getting sales. Yeah, that is never top of my list. But when you say how simple it is, none of us need to hire an expert for that. We can all- yeah, we don't need to hire an expert. And one thing I'll say about the title, which I don't think was in the training, but is actually really helpful is because, and we can get into this too, because let's say you're running Facebook ads and someone sees your Facebook ad and they see Sock Doggo and they're like, oh, that's interesting. But for whatever reason, they don't feel like clicking on that link. They're still scrolling Facebook or Instagram. What they often do is go type sock doggo into a search. And so you want to make sure that your store name is actually in your meta title and your meta description. So for someone's actually searching for your specific store, that your store is going to show up in the results. Right. That's a really good point. You know, I noticed that when I'm looking at queries for the social sales girls, it's like the social girls, the sales girls, like it's just what, what little snippet people remember from where they right. somewhere and they're actually entering that in a, in a Google search. So that is really good information. Good for people to know. So the other thing you told me is that when you uh, get to people's product pages, you see that there is so much more that we could do to make our product pages SEO friendly. So tell me about that. What do you yes. see mistake? Is there a yeah, mistake? so I think the first mistake I see is again, often in the title. So let's say you're selling jewelry. I see this a lot with fashion and jewelry brands. Um, you have a beautiful collection of earrings and you name them the Tina, the Susan, the Sarah. You know, you have all these women's names, but you don't put that they're actually earrings or that it's a necklace, or that it's a bracelet in the title of the item because you've gotten so 
clever with naming it a person's name. Well, I'm never going to go look for the Tina whatever. I'm going to look for a blue necklace with, you know, sparkly beads or whatever it is I'm looking for or whatever I saw in that picture on my Instagram feed or my Facebook feed. So I'd say the first thing is if you have descriptions like that, that are very clever or cutesy, you don't need to delete it. Just add the descriptor, just add whatever category or product it actually is. And I saw this on Sock Doggo too. So you'll have ones where you'll have the Doxy gift box, but you don't actually say that it's a three pack of socks. So I don't know what's in that gift box. It could be ties. It could be a sweatshirt. I mean, it could be anything. I don't know that it's socks because it's not in the title. Yeah, like good point. And you know, I, I, um, I, again, I don't think about things like that, but what you're telling me is that you just really edit your title to make sure you don't, you don't have to change what you have completely or remove it. Right. You just add it on there because it, yeah, again, and it's because we think as a buyer, if someone lands on that, of course they know it's an earring, they can see the picture, but Google doesn't know that because you haven't told Google what your item is all about, what it, what it's actually describing. Okay. Anything else when it comes to product pages? Yeah. So product pages, I mean, I think we've talked about this a lot before too, but you want to make sure you're covering both the features and the benefits. So the benefits is going to be your marketing copy. And there, I think it's great to use marketing language and be creative and tell a story. All of that is fine. You don't have to think so much in an SEO mindset. But when we get into the features there, I think it's important to be very clear and descriptive. So if you're selling clothing, tell us what the materials are, where it's made, how to wash it. What are the, if it's a jewelry, what are the dimensions, you know, all of those kinds of things. And those can just be bullet points. But again, those are things where if someone's looking for a very specific search, then you want to make sure you're giving them that information so that they can find it. So you just need to create uh, to like, rather than just a blah, 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 you need to be very clear on the features. Like I think about when I buy products, I want to know things like, does it have pockets? Right. Yeah. That's a really important. Let's say I was looking for a a black dress with pockets and someone had this beautiful dress with pockets, but they didn't list anywhere in their product description that actually came with pockets. Well, you would never have a chance to be found for that product and potentially get that customer. Right. Okay. So, so you need to separate your benefits and your features and features are written in SEO language And benefits are written in marketing language. Yes, exactly. That's the best way to do it. And then I think the other mistake that people make with that, especially if you're reselling products, and I'm guilty of this too, is we just take the copy that comes directly from our supplier. And a lot of times that's missing key information. Or also it's then you're duplicating to Google. So Google is seeing the exact same copy on three different websites or five different websites, however many suppliers are using that same product description. And all of a sudden you've given yourself no way to be differentiated or to show up in the results above them. So whoever has the, you know, 
the best SEO on their site in that case has the best chance of showing up in the results. There's 10 results with the exact same product. Right. That's, that's really good to know too. So, uh, so let's talk about the images on your product pages. Yeah. So images is another one that's interesting. You wouldn't think that the images actually have anything to do with SEO, right? <laughs> but uh-huh. if, when you're in the back end of your Shopify or whatever site provider you use, if you double click on that image, you'll see there's a place that's called alt text. And that alt text is a little field where you can type in a description of the image. And so this was originally created for e-readers or you know, sight impaired who use websites so they can understand what the images actually are if they can't see them. But it's also developed into an SEO purpose where now, a lot of times, if you think about your consumer behavior, sometimes you'll search for a black dress with pockets. And will you actually want to look at the search results as a bunch of copy? No, you'll go to Google Images, right? And so Google Images is pulling that alt text and looking for a description that says black dress with pockets. And so that helps you show up in Google Images. So that's an important part of your SEO site story, I guess you could call it. (laughs) Can I just say that I think that that is, it's like the golden nugget for people who are in highly competitive, seldom searched fields. Like when you said that to me, all of a sudden I thought, gosh, you know, how many times I've done a lot of Google searches and gone straight to the images because I'm looking for something so specific that there's really, I don't want to crawl through a bunch of websites. Right, exactly. And then you have to think then, how is Google going to know what that image is all about? So, and they have obviously smart algorithms for matching images and things like that. But the easiest way is for there to be text that Google can crawl and say, oh, they told us this image is about this. Let's put this at the top of the search results. So then this is in the alt text. We're not using marketing copy. We're using SEO copy. Right, exactly. So we're using very descriptive copy. And so in that case, again, what is the actual item? Is it a dress? Is it shoes? Is it earrings? We want to make sure that's in there. I would always describe the color or pattern because that's often something somebody's looking for. I'm looking for a pink dress to wear to a wedding. So I'm going to type in pink long dress or, you know, whatever it is that's in my head that I'm looking for. Um, so those are the important things to put in there. That uh, That is the golden nugget for sure. So gang, think about this. If you have a, a large product catalog, you could even go in and do this with your, you know, your top selling products. And I believe that that would get you some some search traffic for sure. Yeah. And the other thing I would say about optimizing your images is if you have an image that's proven to do really well in your ads Mm -hmm. and you're also using that on your product page, well, that's a good place to start, right? Because you already know that that's a successful image and gets results. So if that were to show up in a um, Google image search, chances are it's going to be a compelling image. It's not just a white background. There's something about it that already engages the eye and engages your ideal customer. So as a coach in the inner circle who gets to see behind the scenes of probably 50 or 60 sites a month, 
<laughs> yeah, a lot. Out of the, the people, out of the sites that you look at, what, how many people actually have this done? I'm going to guess not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. I mean, I don't usually get into it that much with sites. The one that I always do is the meta description. So if I'm in the admin of someone's site, I'll always say like, hey, let's go look if you filled out your meta description. Because again, that's telling Google what your entire store is about. So if you don't even have that level, I think you're really missing a big opportunity. The updating your product descriptions and your images for SEO is important too. But I always recommend just do that. Start with your best sellers and then keep that in mind as you add new products, right? right? Because it's it can be very time consuming and it's... Don't make like, it your career. Yeah. Don't make it your number one thing. And I would say too, the thing with SEO is unless you're truly an expert and you really want to dive deep into it, it's just one small piece of your overall business strategy. You're still going to need to have an email list. You're still going to need to drive traffic through collaborations and paid ads and all these other things. But this is one piece of that puzzle. And we should be trying to improve that as we improve everything else. Yeah. It supports all the other work you're doing. Exactly. Covers your bases. Let's just reframe for a minute. And then we're going to go back and give everybody a list of things to do. But I think what we want to do is just manage our expectations about how long it would take to see results, how how it's hard to quantify your results and what you can do to kind of watch it. And really what you, you know, what the outcome is of doing this work. Yeah. Let's talk about timeline. Yeah. So timeline, I mean, the thing with SEO is it's constantly evolving and changing, right? So because you do the SEO work on your site today, doesn't mean that tomorrow you're all of a sudden going to see a huge jump in organic traffic, but it sets you up to be in a good position. And so it's something that's unfortunately hard to measure, but I think it's worth putting some effort into it and like at least get the basics in place and keep it in mind as you're moving forward. But uh, the goal is to, when you look at your Google Analytics, you want to see that your organic traffic is continuously increasing. Right. So expect it to be like a crawl. Yes. (laughs) Moderate. Especially if you're in a very competitive niche, which I think most of our store owners are. Or, Or they have a product that's actually not searched that often. Correct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So expect it to take time. The way you can measure it is just by something you're measuring already, which yep. is your traffic. And you just want to measure, is your organic traffic growing really? And that is the sum of all the things you do. We know that. But you know, even if you do a live or a post and then somebody comes back, even if I do a live, or a post and somebody comes back and searches the social girls, it's a win. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So good. And your advice, your best advice, which I think is, is good is that this is something that you just add to the work you do when you are adding products. Right. Exactly. So once you have your meta description in place, that shouldn't really change unless you make a big pivot or there's some drastic change on your site, you rebrand or something. That's just a a one-time task. You get it done and it's done. 
And then moving forward, just think, okay, how would somebody search for this product? What are the the key features of this product that need to be in here? And I have by clearly described in one or two words, really what it is as part of my title. Okay. So let's just recap then. So guys, get a pen. (laughs) (laughs) Job one is to go check your meta description and you will find that if you're on Shopify in your preferences, Tina. Yeah. So what you do is go to online store and then there's a little sub menu that opens. And at the bottom of that is one called preferences. And the other thing to actually look for in preferences, if you haven't already, is that's where your Google analytics code goes. So if you don't have Google analytics set up, that also lives there. That's how you know you're sort of in that SEO space. (laughs) Okay. And so if you don't have a meta description or if your meta description is kind of like mine, where it's marketing copy, you need to change that to SEO copy. Yep. Just very clear, straightforward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A title, then what it is, who it's for, and why they need it. The transformation or the big benefit, right? Yep, exactly. And those should just be short sentences. Doesn't need to be anything fancy. One tip that I'll say is don't try to get, I see a lot, this a lot. Someone will drop in emojis or they'll use made up words. Just keep it very clear and straightforward because it needs to be things that someone would actually put into a Google search. Nobody's searching for possum socks. Right. (laughs) And and they don't have a smiley face at the end of that search either. (laughs) Okay. So that's job one, your meta description. Job two is your product pages. And so you want to make sure that your product titles are SEO friendly. No yes. made up words. Make sure it says exactly what it said it is. And so well, you, does could have, have, you could have made up words, but I'd say if you have your made up words, make sure that you also follow that with a clear what it is. Okay, got it. And then you have your your product description. But what we need to separate in our minds and just make it make a template or make a process for this is that we have to separate features which is the key info people need to know about the product from benefits, which is your marketing copy. So that's about the transformation or how it'll improve your life. Right, exactly. That's the storytelling. That's the emotional part that's going to get somebody to buy. But first you have to get them to that page. And one of the ways that you can do that is by having this very specific description of what the what it actually is. So make sure you've answered all those initial questions and then you can sell them why they need it. Right. And then the last step is to make sure you have optimized your product images by adding the alt text. Correct. Mm-hmm. The alt text is SEO copy. Okay. Well, listen, thank you so much. Really appreciate this. I'm sure there will be lots of questions inside of the inner circle. Yes. This is something that every single one of us can and should do. Yeah. No, I think it's it's an important piece of the overall puzzle, like you said. And, you know, it's really once you know where to go, it's really not that intimidating. So yeah, for sure. Well, listen, you are a fan favorite inside of uh, the inner circle. It's a very popular coach, always fully booked. 
And so when you speak, I listen. So thank you very much for this. Thanks for having me. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results. And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices, because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.